Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our communion service this morning. Uh, Our theme today is Reflections on Father's Day, uh, as it is Father's Day, and our preacher is Ivan Hacking. Uh, Welcome, Ivan. Uh, Just a a very few notices as we start uh, our service. Uh, Our second service this morning is the All Aid at 10.45. You're very welcome to stay for that as well. Um, The funeral of Anne Engler uh, was announced in the week, but just to remind you, her funeral will be at the crematorium on London Road on Friday the 7th of July at 12.30pm. Everybody's welcome to attend. Uh, Advance notice also of uh, a soup lunch, the next soup lunch, which is happening on Sunday the 16th of July in due course. I'm sure there'll be a sign-up sheet for that, Uh, but just to give you advance warning of that, 16th of July. So without further ado, let's stand and sing our first hymn, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, forgive our foolish ways. Let's stand and sing together.
Do have a seat. And so we pray together <clears throat> the prayer of preparation which you'll find on the screen behind me. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And so we come to a time of repentance, of saying sorry before God. So let's be quiet for a moment before we say anything else. And there will be some responses on the screen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked abandon their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Turn back to the Lord who will have mercy. And again, let's have a moment of quiet before we say this prayer of confession. And so we say together, Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so may the Father of all mercies cleanse you from your sins and restore you in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Collect for the second Sunday after Trinity. Faithful Creator, whose mercy never fails, Deepen our faithfulness to you and to your living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so Malcolm's going to bring us our Bible. The reading today is taken from the message version of the Bible, Luke 15, 11 to 32. If you want to use the church Bible, it's on page 1049, 1049. This from the message version. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, 
There was a bad famine all through that country and he began to feel it. He signed on with a the citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slops, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to the servants. Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a prize-winning heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. All this time, the older son was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the houseboys, he asked what was going on. He told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has him home safe and sound. The older brother stomped off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, Look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief, but have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours who has thrown away your money on whores shows up and you go all out with a feast. His father said, Son, you don't understand. You're with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time and we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he's found. This is the word of the Lord. So before Ivan comes to speak to us, we're going to sing the song, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Let's stand and sing together.
So let's pray for Ivan as he comes to speak to us. Father, we pray for Ivan as he speaks from your word. Your word is a light unto our feet and a, uh, a light unto our path, a lamp unto our path. Lord, we pray that you would speak through Ivan, that your word would indeed lighten our way. And in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I want to tell you a story. One of the zookeepers in Dudley Zoo had a problem. One of his prized chimpanzees was a great favourite with the children. He sat on his perch all day, swinging to and fro, eating bananas. And being a cultured chimp, he recited monkey Shakespeare, as you would expect. And he generally entertained the crowds. One day he fell ill and died. Tragedy. No replacement was found. But the zookeeper had a brainwave. He decided to dress up in a monkey suit and pretend to be a monkey. Apparently it worked, and the new fake monkey fooled the crowd, and he really played to the gallery. He put on a wonderful performance, and he really got carried away, swinging so high that he flew over the barrier and ended up in the lion's enclosure. Naturally, he was petrified and shouted out, Help! Save me! The lion looked up with a worried look on his face and whispered, Shut up, or we'll all get the sack. <laughs> um, you, you smile as you were surprised. You weren't expecting my story to end up like that, with this unexpected twist at the end. Today I've chosen a well-known Bible parable, which we usually refer to as the prodigal son, but I'm going to turn it on its head and see it as the forgiving father. Today's Father's Day, so happy Father's Day if you're a dad. If you're not, don't worry about it. But even if you're not a father, and maybe not even a man, the one thing we all have in common is that we all have a dad. If I'm right, it seems that this day doesn't carry the same importance as Mother's Day. Apparently one youngster, when asked about Father's Day, said it's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend as much on presents. <laughs> You can tell me later whether that's true or not. Anyway, I'd just like to tell you about two things. Firstly, a biro which my daughter gave me. It says on it, anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a daddy. Dads are special, aren't they? And they look after their children. And I'm really pleased to have this biro, and I won't lend it to anybody. Look at my watch here. That belonged to my dad, but he died some time ago. It looks quite nice, but it's only a watch. If I had the choice, which would I rather have, the watch or my dad? If you could bring my dad back, I would give you my watch, the biro, and a thousand pounds. Any takers? Think about it. I have very happy memories of my father. 
But unfortunately, that is not the same for everybody. Father's Day causes problems for some folk, perhaps because they didn't enjoy a constructive relationship with their father. Perhaps they never knew him, or maybe their mother remarried and they had, as it were, two fathers. Some may have been brought up by their mother in a single parent family, and incidentally, some single mothers, and indeed single fathers, uh, do a fantastic job of bringing up their children single-handed, being both a father and a mother. As, as a slight digression, I'm sure you will have seen the film Mrs. Doubtfire back in the 90s, where a man dresses up as a woman who pretends to be a governess so he can have access to his children. I thoroughly recommend you watch it if you haven't seen it already, or bet you have seen it, in which case, give it a second look. It's a great film. Anyway, I digress. Father's Day always falls on the third Sunday of the month, which is today. Father's Day is a celebration honouring fathers and celebrating fatherhood and the influence of fathers in society. In Europe, it's been celebrated on the 19th of March, St. Joseph's Day, since the Middle Ages. This celebration was taken by the Spanish and the Portuguese to Latin America, and many countries in Europe and the Americas have adopted the same date as us, which, as I said, is the third Sunday in June. I'm sure you've heard many sermons on the Bible passage which we've just read. It's reasonable to assume that the Father here gives us a picture of what God is like. So what happens? The Son leaves home, spends a fortune and makes a real mess of his life. The lad ends up working for a pig farmer. You could say he makes a right pig's ear of it. When you hear that, we, think, we simply think of it as labor that's menial and rather smelly. But to the Jewish leaders, religious leaders listening to Jesus, feeding swine was as low as you can get. Pork was forbidden meat. Pigs were regarded as ritually unclean animals. And then it's as though a light goes on. The boy thinks back to his home, where even the servants are better off than him. <coughs> so he decides to go home. On the way, he plans the speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But what he didn't know, of course, was that his father had been waiting for him. Every day, he'd be going out to look down that road, hope against hope that his son would appear on the horizon. And suddenly he appeared. Like a madman, the father went dashing down the road towards his boy. He grabbed him, ragged clothes, pig smells, and the whole thing, and kissed him as if he'd returned from the dead, which in a way he had. The son started his carefully rehearsed speech, only he didn't get through it before the father was shouting orders to the servants about getting some decent clothes for the boy, killing the fatted calf and otherwise organising the welcome home party. All the time the son had been away, the father had been waiting for him to return. He forgives him and is delighted to renew the relationship and celebrate the relationship. Relationships are important, aren't they? 
My children don't address me by my name. They address me by referring to the relationship which we have, the special bond which unites us, Dad. In the Lord's Prayer, we address God as our Father, Abba, Dad. Relationships play such a key role in life. Just think for a moment what, about what you really value in life. Health, home, food, your car, the wonderful countryside we have here, sport, your mobile phone, or being with others. If you had to choose between a top five-star meal at a luxury restaurant on your own and a plate of fish and chips with a close friend, which would you choose? I'd choose the fish and chips option, which is why I often go out for a pint with a friend, not because I'm desperate for a drink, I hasten to add, <laughs> but because it gives me the chance to relate to someone else and have fellowship and be with that person. My son's now grown up and he doesn't live at home anymore. But now and then we meet up and we go to a football match together. So you're thinking, why is that special? Because of the football. No, it's special because we have the opportunity to spend time together, to be together. In fact, the whole purpose of the exercise is not the doing, but the being. A father and his son, Tim, went on a fishing trip. When they returned home, the father was talking to a friend who asked about the trip, and the father felt miserable. It was the worst day in his life. They set off later than planned, and all the good fishing spots were already taken. They finally found a place and the lines got tangled up. The fish were not biting, the sun was too hot, and they didn't catch a thing. The father was, to put it mildly, cheesed off. The son Tim was asked by his mum whether he had had a good time. And Tim replied, we didn't catch a thing, but it was great because I spent a whole day alone with my dad. In John's Gospel, Jesus encouraged his disciples by giving them a glimpse of what heaven would be like. He said he was going to prepare a place for them. Why? That you also may be where I am. Not doing being. Our relationship with our father is important. So is the relationship with our mother, but we're concentrating on fathers this morning. If you're a father and have children, that relationship is equally important. And we understand from the Bible that God is our father, so that again should be a very special relationship. I'm married with a son and a daughter, which means that they're very special for me, just as I am for them. But then if God is our Father, surely 
he'll feel the same way about us, won't he? When we understand something about what it means to be a parent, we better understand how God cares for us as a father. Takes an interest in us, forgives us, feels for us, welcomes us. How encouraging to know that no matter how far we've strayed from God, he'll always welcome us back, just like the father in the story of the forgiving father. And more than that, he is delighted to have us back. We have many pictures in scripture of what God is like. The word, light, bread of life, shepherd, king, and so on. The one I relate to best is the concept of father. God is called father 245 times in the New Testament. Isn't it significant that the first words of the Lord's Prayer are, Our Father? Which tells us that God wishes to have a personal relationship with us in the same way as a human father relates to his children. It tells us too that if God is our Father, then we're not in this alone, as we're members of a great big family of followers of Jesus men and women, boys and girls, black and white, European, African, American, Asian. And this family stretches back to the beginning of time and on into the future, a family of people who are followers of Jesus. And God has our interests at heart. As human fathers, we all have our limitations God, our Father, is not subject to those limitations, and he wants the best for us. As it says in Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 7, verse 8, If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? Incidentally, I like the message version, because I think it really speaks to me more than the, the more traditional versions. Um, if he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children, so don't you think the God who conceived you in love will be even better? I wonder, what idea do we have of God? Do we see him as some remote being who is uninterested in us, or as a father who wants the best for us and wishes to have a meaningful relationship with us. Back in the 13th century, Thomas Aquinas, the theologian and philosopher, concluded that he had not yet begun to understand God the Father. And yet Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. So, as we look at Jesus, we have a clearer idea of what God the Father is like. I wonder, how would you wish to be remembered? As a genius? Somebody who made great advances in the arts or sciences? Somebody with a great sense of humor? A good cook? A gifted gardener? A successful businessman? 
I don't know about you, I'd settle for a good father, which would imply that I had an ongoing, positive, constructive relationship with my children. The closer we are to our children, the more they copy us, take on our characteristics, our turns of phrase and mannerisms. And the closer we are to God, the more we become like him. How closely are you following our Heavenly Father? In fact, that applies to me. How closely am I following our Heavenly Father? How encouraging to know that no matter how far we've strayed from God, he will always welcome us back, just like the Father in the story. And more than that, he's delighted to have us back. Now let's get personal. We come to church on Sunday and we enjoy meeting our friends and singing the hymns and we say amen after the prayers and we listen to the sermon. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but we often feel that we've heard it all before. But do we then go away and forget all about it until next week? Is that the way we treat God who is our Heavenly Father? Because he really does enjoy our company. Children give their parents presents, which is a bit ironical, I always feel, because it's usually their parents who give them the money to buy them. And yet, nothing is really ours, which we have not been given. But are we generous givers, not just as fathers, but all of us, whatever our situation? And do we give to God not just money, but time? It's true that we all have responsibilities to all those with whom we come into contact. To our families, we have special responsibilities, but to everyone else as well. But do others know that we're Christians, that we have faith in God? Uh, we may not be perfect, I certainly am not, but do others see something of God reflected in us? Something which other folk wish they could enjoy? How often do we hear folks say that they wish they could have some experience of God in their lives, even if they express that sentiment in a different way? What can you say to help them? And if everything I have said makes us feel we've fallen short of our own standards, let alone God's standards, we can always come back to our Heavenly Father, seek forgiveness and renew our relationship with him, just like the runaway son in today's reading. Can I ask you, how closely are you following? Indeed, how closely am I following our Heavenly Father? How much time do we spend praying to God, asking for his help, confessing our sins and shortcomings, those things we've done we shouldn't have done, those things we ought to have done, but which we haven't done? And how much time, I wonder, do we spend not asking, but listening? The good news is that even if we feel very far from God and feel that God could not possibly take any interest in us, he certainly does. In conclusion, uh, can I give you a few challenges? You should by now have received an email with the um, points to ponder. I'm not sure whether you have or not, but if 
haven't, please ask me at the end and I'll arrange for you to have this uh, points to ponder. The challenges are these. Do you know God in a personal way? How does it, or what does it mean to you that God is your father? Does knowing God influence the way you live? And lastly, what difference can your unchurched friends see in your life? And I hope and pray that these thoughts will be an, a challenge and an encouragement to us all. being not doing so let's do that for a moment let's, let's be and not do let's just have a moment just to reflect on what Ivan's been saying before we say the prayer And so if you're able, <clears throat> please will you stand with me and uh, we will declare our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Please do be seated.
And so for our intercessions on this Father's Day, when I say Father of all, please would you respond, hear your children's prayer. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, your Son has revealed you as our Heavenly Father, our Abba Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. You have made your church a spiritual family, a household of faith. Through baptism we are reborn as the brothers and sisters of Christ. We pray that you would deepen our unity and our fellowship in him. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. You sent your Son to give his life as a ransom for the whole human family. We pray that you would give justice, peace and racial harmony to the world he died to save. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. You gave your Son a share in the life of a family in Nazareth. Help us to love and value our families to be thankful for them and to live sensitively with them. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Your son drew around him a company of friends. Bring love and joy to all who are alone. Help us all to find in the brothers and sisters of Christ a loving family. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. You are the God of the dead as well as of the, li of the living. In confidence to remember those of the household of faith who have gone before us. Bring us with them to the joy of your home in heaven. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Amen. And so we come to share the peace. Remember. Uh, do share this in a COVID-friendly way. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. We meet in the name of Christ and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share his peace with each other. And so we stay standing to sing our offertory hymn, Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away.
And so, Father, we offer you these, our gifts of ourselves, our gifts of money, our gifts of time to you. And we pray that you would build us up to be the household of faith that honours you in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name. going to use Eucharistic prayer in. The Lord be with you. And lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who in the same night that he is betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. And so we pray the prayer that Jesus himself has taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. There we are many. We are one body, because we all share in one Draw near with me. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. So we continue our normal custom of sharing the bread from the middle table and the wine from either side and the non-alcoholic wine will be on that side of the church.
body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. The blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. And let's pray for those who can't be with us here in church today for whatever reason. Father, we lift you those we know who are unable to be with us in church today. And we pray that you would touch them with your love, that you, our Heavenly Father, would be their Father. That they would know your love and your care at this time. Draw them close to you, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray this prayer together following for you. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. So let's stand and sing our final hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, O God our Father. Let's stand and sing together.
And so may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and keep you now and always. Amen. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord.